Hey friends, welcome to Thursday's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. This week we are cruising through Psalm 35. I meant to mention yesterday, and you can still catch this on the live stream, we've been doing this thing at church this month called Kickstart. And what that means is uh, just everything we're doing most of January has to do with launching spiritually into the new year. So we've had a couple of Sundays where we talked about church vision. Uh, if you missed that, that's in the live stream. Uh, we, did, we studied uh, this past Sunday uh, a story from First Chronicles talked about being courageous and valiant in crisis time, valiant in crisis times, Christians as believers. Um, then uh, two Wednesday nights ago, I did a, a workshop on engaging the Bible. So one week we talked about engaging in prayer Wednesday night. Then we did engaging God's word. And it's about an hour, maybe a little more. But um, we talked, number one, about what is the Bible and how do we approach it? How do we get the most out of it? But then I did, at the end of that, a workshop where I showed and shared all of my favorite free Bible resources that are online. Uh, and it's just, it's worth seeing just for the resourcing of those tools, those online tools to study God's Word and to engage God's Word. And so uh, you, that's on the live stream. It's on the podcast. Uh, if you go to the video podcast, it's just the mes message portion. Um, and I encourage you to share that with friends because there's some great Bible study resource helps. And then uh, yesterday, we studied just strategic living. Uh, the, again, these are Wednesday night adult studies. But for the new year, how do we build a life, a daily schedule, a weekly schedule for health, for flourishing, for family strength and durability, um, and for spiritual growth? And we talked about that on, uh, on Wednesday night, last night. So I hope you'll catch that on the live stream in the archive as well or the podcast. So today we pick up verse uh, chapter 35, Psalm 35, David praying for justice, dealing with egregious injustice against him and needing God to intervene. And in verse 1, number 1, he's asking God to convince his enemies of his innocence and to, to cause them to back off. But number 2, he's laying uh, the, the burden of representation, the burden of justification. He's laying that on God. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Now, if you've ever been the victim of politics or injustice or spin or slander, uh, all this is going to speak very deeply to you. Maybe this is right now in your life and imminently actionable. Maybe this is for the future that God's going to build these values into you, that he is your ultimate vindicator. But look at verse 2. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. God, I need you to become active in this situation. And so he's using this metaphor of God as a warrior, stepping in with his, with his gear, with his uh, shield, with his, uh, his buck, buckler as a kind of a shield. Stand up for mine help. Draw out, verse 3, the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. God, uh, get in their way. And use your weaponry, use your force, use your armor uh, to stop them, to prevent those that are persecuting me. And then I love this phrase in the end of verse 3. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. I want you to just think about this for a second. This is me and you, we get the chance to drop into David's devotions. Now, I don't know how you do your devotions, but this is how David did his devotions. We get the chance to take this great 
man of God, flawed but but great, faithful heart after God, okay, and after God's heart, we get to, to drop in on his walk with God in the most difficult seasons of his life. When everything's coming undone and people are lying about him and people are believing the lies and it's it's completely unjust. There's no truth to this. It's straight out lies and it's life threatening. Okay, this is he's fleeing, he's hiding, and and God's got a plan and a will that he's promised him, but it's it's it 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 all looks very murky and risky at this point, if it's ever gonna happen. And David is tempted to fear and to come really unraveled. But what does he do? He goes to his God. And he, and he journals and he writes to God. He writes a prayer to God in the form of a poem and a psalm. And he's, and he's showing us how to walk with God. And he's showing us how to talk with God. And he's showing us how to ask God's help in settling the concerns of our soul and the fears of our soul. And this is what I just want you to focus on. David says, God, would you say to me, I am thy salvation? Could I just hear you say? Say that. I'm, I've got you. I'm going to take care of you. Now, I'm just trying to play out in my mind. It seems to me no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, if the voice of God, if the word of God, if the spirit of God comes to you in that moment and says, I'm with you, I'm going to save you from this, press on. How would that just ignite you? How would that just set you ablaze with courage and confidence? I think of God doing this for Jesus at his baptism. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And he did this, I think, three times in the ministry of Jesus. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Listen to him. The affirmation of a father heavenly father to his to his I don't even try I, I don't even know have words to explain this okay his earthly manifestation okay I'll say it that way but God the Son receiving the audible in his humanity receiving the audible affirmation of God the Father is such a beautiful picture it's a beautiful picture of what dads and ought to do for their sons today. We ought to catch our sons doing right. We ought to praise them. And I so wish I was better at this and I want to be better at this as I continue to age and grow and as my sons continue to grow as godly men and my son-in-law. But David is simply saying, God, could you, could you assure me? Could I hear you? Could you say to me, I've got you. I am thy salvation. I'm your security. I'm going to get you through this. Well, we're going to pause here, friend, because I just think this is powerful. And I think this gives you permission and it gives me permission to pray audacious prayers to God and to ask him for a kind of personal, intimate, up close, like undeniable assurance. God, can you assure me that you're with me? I'll wrap up with a, with a simple story, and I speak often about when I fought cancer, and I speak often about my call to Connecticut, and I'm nine and a half years um, into that, you know, call, and you might be like, Carrie, when are you going to shut up about this? And I think the answer is never, 
because these are these are like cataclysmic moments in my life. They were watershed, defining moments in my life where God undeniably gave assurance that he was with me and that he was doing something marvelous and beautiful and wonderful. So this is my story by which I testify to you that God is real and that God will do this for you in your calamity and in your time of vulnerability and risk or fear and uncertainty. So is it me, you know, like glorying in me? No, I was a big chicken. I was a fearful uh, coward. Uh, it is me glorying in God and how he proved himself to me. But uh, there were times when I knew God was calling me to pastor and I knew he was calling me into revitalization of a hurting church. And I did not think, in fact, I know to this day that I didn't have what it took. I've, I've been swimming in, in deep water since day one, and I've been in over my head every second of every day, of every journey, every part of the journey, okay? Uh, there's no doubt about that. What's been proven to me is God's presence. And what I asked him over and over is, God, give me the assurance that this is you. I don't want this to be my emotions. I don't want this to be uh, my, my chemo brain. I don't want this to be reaction. I don't. I want to be following you. I don't want to mess the journey up that you have for me. Show me that you're with me. So many times I ask God for assurance. And in some way, sometimes it was right out of Scripture. Sometimes it was some little circumstance that I knew it, was, it could only be Him. It only could be God. That, it, that was God that did that. Like nobody knew... Nobody could have known that little detail and the significance and the meaning of it, but my God, and he's showing me that he's with me. Um, and sometimes it was the convergence of his word and the circumstance. It was like they, go, they would go together. It was, if I didn't believe in God, it would have been outright spooky. It would have, actually, it would have been um, like scary spooky. But because I knew it was God, it was assuring. It was comforting and it was very real. And so my friend, I just want to drive home to you um, the reality that you can pray, God, say to my soul that you're with me. Remind me, give me the assurance. I need to hear it from you. And somehow, he will. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.